0: listening to a recording provided for the use of the blind and print impaired. Materials or items read on Ayers LA are the copyright property of the original authors and publishers. No unauthorized use or duplication is permitted. Hello, I'm Dawn Leary. Welcome to this podcast of articles from Women's Health, a presentation of Ayers LA. Today's article is by Jessica Migala from the March 2022 edition. Hot Air Convos. Feeling brushed off during a medical appointment hurts your patient-doctor relationship, yes, but it can also lead to dangerous consequences. And it has a name, medical gaslighting. Learn to take control with this proactive approach. Mallory San Nicolas was 29 and pregnant with her second son when she started having double vision. Her doctor blamed pregnancy-related hormone changes, saying she'd see clearer postpartum. With her delivery, a second cesarean section, came a new symptom, weakness in her legs, that was so profound she had to manually lift them to get into a car and the double vision remained. Two months later, there was no improvement on either front. Her doctor said the weakness was probably related to a hernia, she recalls, and suggested core exercises to help her regain the strength to lift her legs. As for her sight, well, nursing produces hormones similar to pregnancy, he said, so things would finally return to normal after breastfeeding. But deep down, San Nicolas, a CrossFit coach in San Diego, knew herself well enough to know something was really wrong. Yet, a year passed. She stopped nursing and, as suspected, nothing resolved. Each time she approached her provider with worries and questions, he urged her to wait it out. Her next move was making an appointment with a PCP, who also shrugged her off saying the mom of two just wouldn't bounce back as easily after multiple C-sections. San Nicolas stressed to her doctors that her deteriorating vision was impacting her ability to drive her car safely, and she was offered an ophthalmologist referral. After a vision exam, San Nicolas remembers the eye specialist saying, your vision is twenty-twenty. what do you want me to do for you? and chalking it up to migraines. She was sent on her way with instructions to work on reducing the stress and anxiety in her life. Symptoms piled up until the weakness struck her arms and she couldn't put her hair in a ponytail or hold a coffee. She also couldn't swallow or force the right side of her face into smile. It was almost as if I'd had a stroke but I still waited a couple of months to go to the doctor because I was so concerned I would be blown off like I had been in the last two years, she says. We looked to doctors to know everything and mine tried to slap an explanation of anxiety onto whatever I explained. After a deep dive on Google, she finally had an answer. Myasthenia gravis a rare autoimmune disorder in which antibodies attack the communication channels between nerves and muscle, leading to profound weakness that can also affect the eye muscles. Eventually, via an internet search, she found a neurologist who validated her symptoms, ran tests, and finally diagnosed her with the disease. Her experience is not uncommon, sadly. defining the experience. San Nicolas, now 36, was a victim of something called medical gaslighting. The term refers to when a healthcare professional dismisses, invalidates, or belittles a patient's concerns or symptoms, says Jennifer Sebring, MSC candidate and researcher at the University of Manitoba in Canada, who also has chronic illnesses and experience the emotional labor required to prep for appointments knowing that symptoms might be brushed off. Sebring's recent research article, published last year in Sociology of Health and Illness, examines the long history of medical gaslighting and lays out how invalidating patients' concerns perpetuates health inequities. knowing why it happens. The medical field hasn't overall been centered on the patient experience, especially when it comes to women, people of color, and trans and intersex individuals. Health systems have been developed with the cisgender, straight, able-bodied white male in mind, says Sebring. Deviate from that and medicine has a tough time knowing what to do with you when you don't show up with understandable symptoms that fit a mold. Up until recently, a lot of research was based on white men, and we use that as a gold standard for how to treat disease, says cardiologist Jennifer Mirez MD, Senior Vice President of Northwell Health Center for Equity of Care and a Patient Advocate. Tracking the toll. When you know your health team isn't all ears, you start doubting yourself and your doctor. That distrust often leads people to withhold information out of fear of judgment, which can result in catastrophic consequences, Dr. Merez says, like misdiagnosis. The positive and very recent development, gaslighting as a term, is having a viral moment. See The Bachelorette, The Real Housewives, and TikTok influencers utilizing hashtag medical gaslighting to circulate stories. So while it's still happening all the time, we're at least becoming more attuned to the concept overall. Having better convos. To be clear, It's not up to you to transform the medical system. But approaching care like a partnership can help you grasp your individual power, says Dr. Merez, who offers a game plan for how patients can best interact with doctors in her book, Heart Smart for Women. The most helpful thing you can do, prepare for your visit, including by knowing what gaslighting at an appointment looks like. Bring copious notes, too. How exactly have you felt over the past six months? How has your lifestyle changed? Direct the conversation by being as specific as possible and ask your provider to document everything, including why they won't run a test, adds Sebring. If you ever need to employ a last-ditch tactic, say this, I know my body. I'd love to brainstorm with you a few options for next steps to solve this. Or you can refer me to a specialist to investigate further. You don't need to play the role of good patient, Dr. Merez says. And San Nicolas, who can finally enjoy hiking now that her condition is in remission, reiterates that we know our bodies more than anyone. In other words, it's worth it to find a doctor who will listen. The only one who suffers by waiting is you, says San Nicolas. Hear, hear. Caption. Spot the signs. Um, hello? Five clues you're not being heard. Number one. Your complaints are dismissed as stress, anxiety, or depression and your doctor is uninterested in investigating further. Number two, you feel ignored or not taken seriously, or that they're pushing their degree or expertise to prove you wrong or less than. Number three, your intuition tells you something is off, even when your doctor tells you it's all fine. Number four, you feel talked down to or minimized instead of engaged in a two-way convo. Number five, your provider isn't willing to run more tests for you and won't adequately explain why you don't need them. that brings us to the end of today's article, Hot Air Convos. If you'd like to find out more about Airs LA and the types of programs we offer, follow us by clicking on any of the social media links at the top of our web pages. If you like what you see or hear, please click that button. This podcast is for the sole use of our blind, low vision, and print-impaired listeners. Any unauthorized use is prohibited. I'm Don Leary, and I'll be back soon with another article. Thank you for listening.